Turbines for goalposts. Back with some of that energy from Saturday. What a performance. First game, fans allowed back at the new lawn. But it's the best showing of the season, surely. They put a smile on my and everyone else's boat race by dismissing Cambridge. Great game, great to be there. And to top it off, Ibu Adams liked one of my tweets. Could this week get any better? We'll talk about the game. We'll look ahead to two more big games coming up this week. That little fellow who hits the drum, he's there every week. He's great, wears a hoodie. He's got like a, for those of you who haven't been there, he's got like an elevated platform at the back of the uh, south stand, right behind the goal. And that's his job, and he does his job well. He's a, he's a beats man. About 148 beats per minute, this. I worked it out because I, I was trying to put some music underneath this channel. I was trying to, it's in C-sharp major is what they're singing in there. I'll try and use it some other time. I've run out of time this week to, to put sort of a backing track underneath it. Anyway, point being, everyone was up for it. It was good to be back. I was there. It was a gorgeous sunny day. It was cold, but it was, you know, lovely. And it's a picturesque place to be. Thermos of hot Ribena in my pocket. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I know how to live. And here they come. Forest Green out. In front of the home fans for the first time in a long time. And uh, here is your Forest Green lineup McGee, Godwin Malief, Stokes, Bernard, Richardson, Adams, Sweeney. Oof. Oh, it's just cut out there. That was incessant, wasn't it? I mean, it was, in, you know, it was fun, but... It's like, you know, someone's, I don't know, drilling or, or lawn mowing outside your window for ages, and then it finally stops, and you're like... Oh, just enjoying the silence for a minute there. Oh, I've completely lost my thread. McGee, Godwin Malief, Stokes, Bernard, Don Bernard, back for the first time in a long time. Uh, Richardson, Adams, Sweeney... Cadden, Bailey, Matt, Collins, uh, Don Bernard in and uh, Dan Sweeney in because of injuries picked up by Jordan Moore Taylor and uh, Winchester in the uh, pa Papa John thingy uh, defeat to Oxford midweek. Which I suppose some of us were looking at that starting lineup and thinking, oh, well, there you go. That's what you get for playing a full strength team. In an utterly irrelevant, uh, you know, uh, tomato and and pastry-based competition game. I've completely lost where I am. So, so tired. Anyway, so yeah, 
Yeah, picked up a couple of injuries, and you're thinking, oh, is that going to cost us? Should have, re you know, should have rested them for that game that didn't matter. But I tell you what, there, there isn't a single player in that lineup who didn't play really well. Don Bernard, shout out Don Bernard, hasn't played for ages, d didn't put a foot wrong all day. Man of the match went to Aaron Collins. I'm fine with that. He scored a good goal. But really, you could have given this to a number of people. Stokes had a great game. Uh, Ibu Adams was everywhere. Odin Bailey is just a bit too good for this level, and it's pretty obvious. Uh, yeah, I mean, they all had a great game. So, let me talk to you about it. Uh, embarrassingly, I arrived about three minutes late. Uh, it can be sometimes a little bit difficult to get out of the house when you want to get out of the house when you've got two young children. Uh, I don't need to go into too much detail as to, to why I was a bit delayed. Uh, suffice to say it involved uh, feces, uh, not mine. Yes. So, uh, rocked up and I suppose for the first little part of the game, I mean the first part, the first sort of quarter of an hour... 20 minutes, that was the only time that Cambridge did anything at all. Uh, they nearly scored. They hit the bar. That uh, that guy who scored a lot of goals this season was called Mullins, I think it's called. Off of the only the only mistake Ibu Adams and basically any of the players made that day. He gave the ball away really badly in midfield and uh, they broke and he hit the bar. And then from, I think from the follow-up from that ricochet off the bar, I think it was Stokes who made an absolutely amazing clearance diving in. But that was as good as it got for Cambridge. I mean, they did nothing, as far as I could tell. They they came for a draw, it would seem. Uh, yeah, a couple of chances. So, so yeah, I suppose the, the first half was relatively even. But my memory is skewed by the second half, which was just one-way traffic. And this wasn't the usual Forest Green, loads of possession, no really clear-cut chances. They were playing some really nice little through balls along the deck, sort of five to ten yard through balls. And Cambridge were just, they were just getting carved open over and over again. It was tremendous stuff. Uh, so when the goal finally came to uh, Aaron Collins running onto one of these these through balls round the keeper and finished it very nicely, it was, as they say, cliche alert, no more than Forrest Green deserved. Uh, what else happened after that? Well, Abu Adams floated in a nice little, nice little sort of through ball slash cross. It was kind of from a slightly strange part of the field. He hit it, but picked out. Jamil Matt, who headed at the keeper, should have scored there, to be honest. But not to worry, because not too long afterwards, uh, Boo Adams gets brought down fairly obviously in the box. And it's a penalty, and Jammer does the business. Uh, other things that happened in the heart. So it was, yeah, both goals went in uh, at the, uh, the the goal that I was at that end, the south stand, which is always nice when that happens. Forest Green could have won by more. They could have had another penalty. I think it was Richardson from another through ball was fouled about three feet inside the area. He tripped and then sort of skidded and got back up and pulled it back for Aaron Collins to hit a shot, which was amazingly blocked. Uh, but really, if Richardson had gone over when he was tripped, as I say, I mean, he was miles in the area. It should have been a penalty. But then, weirdly, the ref, 
after Aaron Collins's effort had been blocked, pulled it back, sort of, you know, as though he'd let played the advantage and so gave a free kick but he gave a free kick on the edge of the area I mean it was it was several feet inside the area so it should have been another penalty but it doesn't matter 2-0 a great result things that I noticed and that I liked Odin Bailey I mean the Cambridge players tried to get the ball off of him uh, I didn't see them do it once uh, and he was just receiving the ball anywhere on the pitch and just just beating people, laying the ball. He just didn't give it away once. And I really liked, there was one particular uh, point in the second half, he picked up the ball, beat a couple of men, moved forwards, and then I, I think he was he was looking to get on the end of a through ball, which didn't quite come off, but then he's, he's sort of running right down in front of where I am. And he's running along with just a great big smile on his face. like like He was like, this is fun. This is great fun. I am absolutely taking the piss out of this team and i and i'm having great fun which really that's nice isn't it that's to see, nice to see someone having enjoying their work like that long may that continue uh we we really need birmingham to let us keep him till the end of the season because as i say he is he is uh too good for this level no disrespect to anyone else uh playing for forest green they all had good games as well but Odin Bailey is a, a, an excellent footballer, and I enjoy watching him greatly. Uh, I mean, the game was completely put to bed. Uh, Wagstaff and Stevens came on with twelve minutes to go. They, I mean, they, you know, they, they did all right. I think Wagstaff gave the ball away almost immediately after coming on, but you can kind of forgive him that. And then Whitehouse came on in injury time, but as good as Forest Green were, Cambridge were so bad. Like, I don't know how this is a team that scored as many goals as they have because they they didn't seem to want to do that. Wes Houlihan got taken off after 83 minutes and I was like, oh, was it? has he been on the pitch? Because I suppose he's a relatively well-known name, isn't he? Wes Houlihan, more like Wes Werlihan. Mm, reaching a bit there. But yeah, again, this is definitely the best performance of the season. It, I said it was going to be a test to see if Forest Green are any good or not. And it turns out they actually are. Hooray! Possession. Passives. Shots. Shots on target. Corners. Yellow cards. Oh no, it's a stat attack. That's absurd, isn't it? But you know, you know what this is. That's the level we're talking about here. I won't go into too much detail. I'm sure there's probably better podcasts than this. Well, there's, there's definitely better podcasts than this, but certainly in terms of like getting your your match stats. This game, Forest Green, 66% possession, 13 shots, six of which were on target, so they've nearly hit 50% there, which is very unlike them. To Cambridge's six shots, only two on target. Uh, four corners to one. Cambridge with 11 fouls. Forest Green with six. XG. Any of you into that? XG? I'm actually surprised at these numbers. Forest Green Rovers XG is 1.95. So, I mean, basically bang on two. That works out. Cambridge United's 0.83. I'd have thought there's a been lower than that, but there you go. Uh... 
and there endeth the stat attack. Forest Green. Who's that team? Who's that team? All right, it's another double header. Let's start with Tuesday night. For a screen are playing Port Vale, who were founded in 1876, they're nicknamed the Valiants. Uh, Port Vale are one of very few teams that are not named after a specific geographical location. There's some debate, actually, as to where the origin of the name comes from. Some to do with some valley and some ports on the Trenton Mersey Canal. Possibly, but uh, not confirmed. They hold a record. Having played the most seasons in the Football League without ever having been in the top flight. That's impressive. Uh, what else we got? Their manager is called John Askey. He's older than me on the Owen Index. We've got one that's older than me. We like that. They wear black and white. Uh, and they play at Vale Park. Uh, Favourite name from their squad... Well, they weirdly, they've got a guy called Eden Bailey. Yeah. Eden Bailey and Odin Bailey will be going head-to-head. Uh, their crest has got all sorts of stuff on it. It's got some vases on it because they're from, you know, sort of Stoke-type way where they've got lots of potteries and stuff. They've got a scythe. They've got a Stafford knot. Uh, what have they got? Uh, they, they've... Uh, well, they're 14th at the moment. Uh, Mid-table. 1-7. Drawn 2. Lost 8. Then, moving on. The game on Saturday, which I'm going to attempt to persuade my wife to let me attend back-to-back games it's a big one Carlisle United who are currently third they were formed in 1904 their home ground is Brunton Park they wear blue with white and red detail they're nicknamed either the blues or the Cumbrians depending on how you feel their crest their crest sorry crest their crest features two wyverns what's a wyvern you're thinking to yourself, well, allow me. Uh, a wyvern is a legendary bipedal winged dragon. Yeah. They've got a motto, which is be just and fear not. Be just, that means no diving, presumably, no remonstrating with the ref or anything like that. And fear not, they don't, they're, they're not allowed to pull out of any 50-50s. Uh, a bit like a Boo Adams, I suppose. Uh, Carlisle is nearly in Scotland. Owen's geographical knowledge of the country improves week after week. Yeah, it's all the way up near Gretna Green. They are managed by Chris Beach, Owen Scale. He's older than me. Uh, their best-named player is probably Liam Lightfoot. Uh, I didn't actually see which position he plays, but you you want to think he's a tricky winger, don't you, with a name like Liam Lightfoot? Uh, if he's a sort of a six-foot-four, sixteen-and-a-half stone centre-back, I'll be a little bit disappointed. Uh, they have won ten, drawn two, lost five, and they've won four of their last five. So yes, this is uh, again, this is a very very big game, uh, which hopefully I will be there to see. All right, gang. 
So uh, when I started doing this podcast, uh, there was kind of two reasons for doing it, or maybe three. Uh, one, because I like Forest Green. Uh, two, because it meant I could fart about and make silly jingles and bits of music. And three, well, part of the reason that I do like Forest Green is to do with the, uh, you know, the ecological credentials. That is important to me. Uh, and in that vein, I don't want it to get heavy. I always find, like, I am, I am concerned, you know, about climate change. You've got to be, haven't you, really? But I, you don't want to make it heavy to the point of it being depressing. But I thought maybe we could do at least one thing a week where we're kind of confronting some stuff in the news. And it is scary. And it will hopefully just make us stop and think. And it's I'm going to challenge myself to change my own behaviours so that I can continue to try and reduce my impact. So, what happened today? Well, any of you ever heard of a place called Byron Bay in Australia? It's pretty famous. Pretty famous, gorgeous beach, isn't it? Well, it was until today when it's been washed away by giant waves and uh, an unprecedented rise in the sea levels. So, yes, climate change uh, has claimed another victim today, and that is Byron Bay. So, that's gone. That's that's gone forever now. Uh, the list of things that are gone forever is long and is going to continue to get longer and longer at a faster and faster rate unless we all do something about it. Uh, what am I going to do? Urgh, money where mouth is time here, isn't it? Well, I eat meat. Not often, but I do eat meat. I should probably stop that because uh, it does make a difference. Uh, I, I have milk in my coffee. Can I switch to oat milk? I've tried it. I don't like it as much. I think I'm going to have to try it again and see if I can build up sort of a, a, a grudging acceptance of the flavour, I think. You've got to do what you can do, haven't you? I mean, maybe, you know, maybe we don't need to be flying on holiday and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not flying anywhere, but, you know, we do it, don't we? Anyway, sorry, yeah, tried not to make it too heavy, but uh, it is important, and uh, we've all got to, we've all got to try and do something, haven't we? Right, I hope you're all well in these COVIDy times. Excellent news about the vaccine, but we're not out of the woods yet. We've got to be sensible, haven't we? Look after people. So, I hope you're all well, and I will speak to you soon. On the Rovers. Forest Green. Forest Green. Forest Green. Rovers. Forest Green. Forest Green.